What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? This is your host, Grant Morse, of the Arrowhead Live Aftermath Podcast. This is episode 10. I am joined by my co-hosts, Chris and CJ. How's it going, guys? It's going good, Grant. It's been a while since you've been on with us. I know, man. Just trying to get everything uh, sorted out here. we got a couple more podcasts that are set to launch. Uh, you know, dealing with the store. I uh, went out of town for about a week, so I'm just trying to catch up, man, trying to trying to balance all this out and, you know, get ready for the football season. Aren't we all? It's getting closer every day. For sure. We're CJ, how you been, man? Doing good, fellas. Same thing. Just been working hard. Work's been crazy. Uh, they got me on the plaza now, so a lot of switching around different stories. But, yeah, same thing like Grant. Just been moving around, excited for football, like Chris said. We've had a lot of topics. I feel like we've been doing a lot of repetitive stuff, so – Gratefully, we've had some exciting news the past couple of weeks with Pat and uh, and Big Stone Cold's deal been going down. So, you know, this should be the last week of us talking about stuff that we don't know after this. It should be real football topics now. So we're getting closer and closer, guys, days away from real football topics. Yeah, so we got the we got the Chris Jones and Patrick Mahomes contracts done. Uh, that's a great thing. I think I tweeted out and said, I feel like a huge weight lifted off my shoulders. It's just like. One of those things I did not want to go into the season with, you know, the whole Chris Jones controversy going. And, you know, I kind of said since day one, I thought both deals were going to get done. Uh, I knew I knew that uh, Pat was going to get done, obviously. But, you know, Chris Jones is a little bit different situation. Uh, but I still believe that Brett was going to get that one done. And, you know, ultimately he did. And I think both deals were pretty team friendly, to be completely honest. I mean, Chris didn't take a signing bonus. Uh, Pat took a very small signing bonus, took that super long term deal. Uh, which gave which gives the Chiefs a ton of flexibility down the road. Uh, and Chris's deal, man, he only got twenty million dollars a year uh, over four years, which comes out to be eighty million, and then uh, an extra five million dollars in incentives, which is kind of a surprise too. It originally came out that it was eighty five million. I was thinking, okay, twenty one and a half or twenty one and a quarter million, like that's pretty solid. Uh, it bumps him up above DeForest Buckner, and then it came out that those five million was uh, stack incentives. You know, if he, he has to reach 10 sacks every single – or each year that he reaches 10 sacks, he gets that uh, $1.25 million bonus. So uh, Chris is sitting there, you know, his AAV is uh, $20 million a year. And to me, I think that's a steal. I mean, he, he gave a discount uh, for sure. And I think that, you know, in the end, you know, he wanted to get his money now and, uh, you know, take care of his family and whatnot and, you know, not worry about, you know, that extra $1 or $2 million that he probably could have gotten – you know, going into next season as a free agent or, you know, possibly being tagged or whatever. So, you know, I'm happy with having uh, Chris and Pat back. I know there uh, could potentially be some, you know, cap ramifications down the line, but, you know, I trust Brett Veach and I think he's got that thing figured out. And I've always said it's about cap flexibility and uh, not cap space. And, you know, the Chiefs have a ton of flexibility and, and Brett Veach knows what he's doing. So I think we're in good hands, boys. Yeah, I think so too. The thing also is nice about the Chris Jones contract is you can pretty much cut him after year two, and there's no dead cap space attached to that. So, for some flexibility, obviously, you know, you would like him to be around for more than two two years on a four year deal, but still, just nice to kind of have that option if you know football happens. No, that's true. I know Chris. I think one of the biggest things why the deal took so long and it went down to the wire, like most deals do. I think he just wanted the guarantees as far as like money per like year, obviously. You look at the money for guys like Aaron Donald and DeForest Buckner and Solomon Thomas, and then we started talking like Cam Hayward, Fletcher Cox, and Grady Jarrett and some of the best guys in the league, D-tackles in the league. <clears throat> I think he just wanted to be in that class. So I think he wanted that 2021 number, and I'm glad they were able to come to an agreement. 
and Pat's deal. I know me and uh, Chris talked about it on our podcast episode a couple of a couple of episodes ago. Uh, Pat's biggest number on it, most of his contracts don't start them really until like 20, 26, 27. So, like you said, it was a team friendly deal. It's very flexible. We were able to get Chris's deal done, which is like Grant said, a big weight off the shoulders of every Chiefs fan in Kansas City. Now we have arguably the best guys at both their positions for the next four years, or possibly. So I'm definitely excited. Yeah, and I mean it's it's nice to have some continuity, especially along the defensive line with Chris Jones and Frank Clark here for the next few years at least. Uh, I think that those guys are really going to step it up here in year two, you know, under Spags. And I think that uh, they're really going to get those guys going. I think Chris Jones is going to play quite a bit uh, on the edge this year. If you guys have been seeing his Instagram stories and everything, he's looking really lean. Uh, I mean, compared to years past, he's always been in really good shape uh, since his rookie season. But this year he's looking especially lean. And, uh, he's. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he's weighing, you know, 285, 290 uh, right now. So, you know, that puts him in that uh, – that edge range, uh, especially for Spagnolo's defense. So uh, he's going to be the type of guy that, you know, slides around, uh, plays some three-tech, plays some four-tech, plays some five-tech. So he's definitely a player kind of like Breland Speaks that we've talked about in the past where, you know, Chris Jones is a guy with a ton of flexibility, um, and and that's the type of players that Steve Spagnolo loves, as we can see, you know, with, with Tyron Matthew and guys like that. So, um, anyway, moving on into the bulk of what we have to talk about, uh, Chiefs training camp, uh, moving over there to Arrowhead. I know the rookies arrived today. Uh, quarterbacks are going to arrive soon. If they haven't already, I don't believe they arrived today, but, uh, when the rookies arrived today, the Chiefs got, you know, all those, uh, draft picks, uh, under contract, which, you know, Chiefs love to slow roll everything. I think the Chiefs were pretty much the last team that hadn't signed any rookie, any of their drafted rookies. So, they got those deals done. That's nice. So, you know, here in probably a week or so, you know, we're going to be able to see, you know, what we're sitting out with with cap space and everything like that. And uh, it's it's definitely a possibility that they make some more moves to free up cap space to roll over. Um, but, you know, we'll see, you know, what the situation is with the uh, cap moving forward here and, and going into the 2021 season, you know, with the COVID stuff. So, honestly, man, I'm just excited to have uh, football back. Training camp's about to start. I know – uh, the Chiefs, as you guys have probably heard, the Chiefs were one of two teams, one of two or three teams that uh, originally got the uh, plan approved by the NFLPA. So that's a good thing to hear as well. Yeah, you, you just knew it was going to happen. Like, they're not going – NFL is too big and too powerful. Like, you you know that they were going to get a deal sooner than later. It just was kind of a surprise at how long it took and kind of how they kind of sat back, especially after the struggles that, like, the MLB had very publicly. So, like – the fact that the NFL kind of let it get to that point was what was really surprising to me. But you knew you knew that they were going to uh, figure it out. And obviously, it's not quite done deal across the league, but um, that it's nice to see that they're finally kind of make some progress as we get closer and closer to training camp. No, like Chris, like like Chris said, yeah, it's definitely a shocker that it's this long, especially because all the money that all the owners talked about is much loss it could be or how much gain like it's a billion dollar industry it generates so much money football is clearly the biggest sport in america so um viewership and money wise so the fact that like chris said like it took this long was definitely crazy especially with all the players and everything that's been going on from what adam, adam silver did with the nba and from the mlb and their struggles and what they did it definitely is shocking that it took them this long to get it done but i'm glad that they did they've been making steamway a lot of progress a lot of the players as you guys can see on social media put out a lot of we want to play hashtags out this past weekend. So they've been putting the pressure on the NFL, just like the NFL PA does. So 
I'm sure they'll get something done. Get something done soon. I know Andy Reid. Um, I think he did a call, a conference call this morning. I don't know who who was it with, but he talked about the way they have um, camp set up and the way they have the player safety and testing set up is like um, bar none is like some of the best he's ever seen at A one. So I'm sure they're going to take great player players down there at Arrowhead for sure. Yeah, it'll, it'll definitely be interesting to see how training camp goes. You know, over at Arrowhead after being in St. Joe for so long. I think that, you know, there's a possibility that these they're going to get comfortable with uh, with the situation there in Kansas City, you know, with training camp at Arrowhead. And, you know, I think it's a possibility that once the contract is up with St. Joe, that they just, you know, go with what's easy and go with what's comfortable and move these guys in, and, uh, you know, have training camp at Arrowhead, you know, once that contract is up. So I think that that's a definitely a possibility if, if things go smoothly and, you know, they've got a great training facility there. And I know they're talking about splitting teams up between, uh, arrowhead and uh the training facility so between offense and defense so that's definitely going to be an interesting thing to follow man i just hope that you know they have really good media coverage you know with, with people not being allowed to attend i'm um, hoping that you know they cover everything really well we get some nice footage and everything like that so uh that's really what i'm worried about at this point because you know not being able to attend training camp uh kind of puts a damper on things so you know i hope everything's really well documented they get great interviews and stuff like that so uh, what do you guys think about the whole training camp situation being at Arrowhead? Uh, fans not being able to attend. I don't know if you guys have ever attended training camp before, but uh, it's a it's a great experience and uh, pretty disappointed because I've been going the past few years. So um, you know it'll it'll kind of suck, especially since we were you know planning on getting credentials uh, for training camp this year. We had already talked to uh, some people about it and everything. So you know COVID kind of threw a wrench in that, but. You know, we're hoping to uh, get everything sorted out here and, and, you know, possibly still get some interviews and stuff like that. Uh, I believe we just lost Live, Grant. Is that what you got hit feeling, CJ, or did we lose me? It should still be going. Can you hear me? Yep. Y'all can go ahead. So I think you guys lost me for a second. But if we, as, far as, the, as far as training camp goes, you know, I've been I've, – I just consider myself a vet, at least as much as a 25-year-old can be. I used to go up to River Falls every year and, um, you know, lived in St. Joan, went to Missouri Western when they were. And so went to training camp and, you know, actually got to work it last year as part of the media, which was pretty fun. So I think they will go back up there. I mean, Andy Reid loves going uh, away. That's kind of what he's why they keep going to St. Joe. I mean, their contract does end. They have an option to get out of it after 2022, so that may be the end. Um, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see kind of how it works out in Kansas City. I mean, you know, there's not going to be any fans. The media coverage, it, they're not going to have as media members in there. I, I know that for sure. Like, um, so it's just going to be kind of a different feeling. And I, I think the players, honestly, are probably going to like it a little bit. I don't know if they'll ever admit that because, you know, they you want to cater to the fans. You want – to say you like them around, but like there's kind of just something about, you know, being able to completely focus on the field, not have any outside distractions at all, whether it's noise, people yelling at you, worried about autographs. So I think it's kind of, it's for, from a player standpoint, I think they might kind of enjoy being in their own facility with no outside distractions during training camp. No, that that's what I was, that was, you took the point right out of my mouth, Chris. I was going to say the exact same thing. Me being a former player, it's like you've had you have some training camps where you have no fans there and it's literally just you, coaches and staff and just like you say, you just focus on playbook and plays and drills and are we doing offense, defense, seven on seven, eleven on eleven, inside run, whatever the case may be. 
And then when you have training camps with fans, you have to worry about like, okay, which field are we on? Are we doing autographs before or after practice? Are we doing interviews um, before or after practice? And then you have to worry about like what side are the fans on? So you can't do drills on this field because it may be um, a safety precaution and stuff like that. So just focusing on purely football, especially with everything going on, I think is the best thing for the guys, for Andy, for Pat, and for Spags and the defense, just to go in there, just lock in, get all these young rookies we got coming in, get them adjusted to the NFL speed with the playbook. Really nothing to do but play ball, just – Go home, read the playbook, come back, and just get ready to play fast. So, yeah, um, I'm I'm, ex- I'm excited that we all got the guys all in town. That was the first thing I was happy about. Like Grant said, everybody came in town today, so everybody reported. So now we just got to cross our fingers and pray everyone, pass all their tests, pass all their physicals, and we can get these guys on the green and get them going. Yeah, man, and it was uh, speaking of – I mean, this doesn't have to do with the Chiefs, doesn't have to do with football, but uh, the, N- or the NBA today – uh, did their test and uh, nobody came back with the virus. So, I did see uh, you know, that's a huge, that's a huge plus for the sports world. And I think that, you know, moving forward, you know, teams, the MLB, the NFL, you know, NHL, whoever it may be, uh, are going to kind of try to follow that model uh, that the NBA has said. I don't know if the NFL is going to have a bubble like that, but, you know, in terms of the testing and stuff like that and the uh, restrictions, I think that the NFL is going to be wise to follow that you know, those guidelines and everything. What I'm interested in is like, you know, with the, so like with the MLB, you know, they have a 60 player pool, but they still have 40 man rosters to pick from. So like, I know that they talked about expanding practice squad members, but what, how do you think the NFL, you know, they have an extra 30 players uh, invited to training camp according over the 60 of the MLB and two, two extra teams. So they have a lot more players like, I just wonder if they're going to expand that even more because with players getting there, like use the Kansas City Royals as an example, they've had, you know, three fifths of their starting rotations had COVID in the last two weeks. So like what happens if, you know, heaven forbid Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins and Demarcus Robinson all have COVID, you know, within a two week span, like where do you pick from the wide receiver core? So it's just going to be interesting how they're going to handle that part of it when players have to go down and be out for two weeks. Yeah, I mean, especially with uh, the NFL potentially not having a preseason, uh, which we mentioned, um, I think that it would be wise for them to, you know, bump up uh, the combined, you know, active roster and the practice squad, you know, maybe up to 75 players total. Uh, so that, you know, that that's the 53 plus the 12. Um, so, you know, that that's, you know, 65. That's an additional 10 players, you know, that they can potentially have in their pool. Um, you know, that's, it's, it, there's not going to be a perfect answer for that. Um, I mean, you know, the guys that you're going to be putting on the roster that those extra 10 players, you know, they're not going to be taking the place of Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill. So, you know, that's, it's not going to be a perfect fit, but you know, worst case scenario, you kind of have like a backlog of guys that, you know, you could potentially pull from in case there is an emergency, you know, with an outbreak or something like that in the locker room. But, you know, I think, the, the Chiefs have such a strong uh, culture and they have such a strong environment and leadership that, you know, these guys are definitely going to be really strict with the rules and everything. And, you know, they're going to take care of themselves. They're going to take care of their testing and everything like that. And they're going to follow the rules. And, you know, I think that this is definitely a year um, that the Chiefs can take advantage of because of their culture and the environment that they have and the leadership. And I think that they can take advantage and, you know, um, potentially go win another Super Bowl, you know, not that they wouldn't have before, but, you know, with the whole COVID situation, I think that the way that the Chiefs operate, it definitely puts them at an advantage over other teams with uh, with cultures that aren't as 
particularly strong as the Chiefs. So, you know, I think they definitely have a competitive advantage here. Um, and I think that, you know, the Chiefs are going to have a great season, obviously, which, I mean, that was never in the question. But I think that they definitely need to take advantage of the situation and uh, capitalize on that and, you know, go out and win another Super Bowl. No, well said. Like, I mean, that's – it's just going to be mayhem from start to – or it's just we be – curious to see how it kind of all goes down because we're in uncharted territory you know like nobody knows exactly what's going to, what the nfl does have going for it is you know the nba has a bubble and the mlb does it and they're both kind of taking their own turns on it but also you know using similar methods so the nfl kind of has a thing has a couple leagues to uh see as an example to see maybe what the their best course of action is moving forward no, that's true. Yeah, you got like what the MLB has done. I know um, I heard the Toronto Blue Jays didn't let any of the players leave the stadium at all. Like they kept all the players in the house. Like I think they said you would get fined if you went back home. Like they were allowed to stay. So you could take tidbits from what the NBA has done when their bubble in Orlando. I know the TBT tournament that they had in Ohio did a pretty good job of what they did. They came back, um, I think, under 0% for guys getting tested and coming back negative. So um, the NFL definitely has a lot of examples to learn from, things what to do and not to do. Obviously, the NFL is a unique uh, – platform because there's no other sport where you have literally like 50 to 60 guys in the locker room at one time and with training camp 80 guys with all the rookies so it's definitely something that we've never seen before like chris said and it's going to be a monster that's something we're definitely trying to get used to this is a different world that we're living in but i'm pretty sure with the resource and the money that the league has i'm sure they'll do their best um job to try to get the guys safe and do everything they can in their hands i would definitely expect them to have um something a clause that would have multiple um not like an IR spot, we'll probably call it whatever you want to call it, like a COVID spot for teams that have multiple roster spots open because I'm pretty sure there's going to be some guys who choose to opt out this year and not to play at all, let alone if a guy actually gets sick in the middle of the season and has to sit out for whoever, seven, ten days, wherever he decides to quarantine. But I'm pretty sure I've been seeing some tweets online of guys saying they have newborns, elderly people that stay with them, young people in their house, or people who have um, weak, weaker immune systems, so they don't, they're more susceptible to the virus. So... I'm pretty sure there'll be some guys that are going to pull out this year, and it's definitely going to be interesting because if a star does it, it's going to be a hurt, not only to the football team, but to our gangs. We don't want to see the guys sitting at home, but I completely understand where these guys come from if they choose to sit out, similar to what Avery Bradley did with the NBA with the Lakers. So guys got to think about their families and their um, income, first of all, before anything. Yeah, and I mean, I don't want to rule out the possibility of, you know, a breakthrough or anything like that. I mean, there's been talks, you know, of, you know, uh, a potential uh vaccination uh that's you know they're making you know great progress on that and everything you know the nfl is fortunate to have you know almost two more months here before the season starts and uh you know especially if they go with no preseason and you know teams aren't you know coming into contact with each other for i think it's like 50 or 49 days something like that um you know there's definitely a possibility that you know something happens before then and i think that that could definitely you know change the course so i think it's very very important for the NFL to sort everything out here um, over the next 49 days um, as basically their plan A. And then, you know, if if that so happens that a, a vaccine is, is met or whatever is, you know, formulated or however you want to call it, um, then, you know, the NFL can just throw that plan out the window or, you know, take certain things from it, you know, and get everybody ready to go for the season. Um, so, I mean, I think that's the hope, but, you know, I think that was the hope for, you know, months here 
since going back to March, you know, with the NBA and the NHL and MLB and everything, uh, was a hope that, you know, something would happen in terms of a vaccine and it hasn't happened. So, I mean, there's really no telling how long that's going to take. Um, but, you know, the hope is that, you know, at some point during the season, you know, it's going to get sorted out because, you know, at this point, you know, unsure about the situation with fans and everything like that. So it's definitely going to be a totally different football season than we've never seen. Um, but, you know, I also see definitely see some positives about it because if teams go to expanded rosters, for example, you know, it's possible that the NFL, you know, sticks with something like that and, and they're, they go from, you know, 53 players to 60 players or something. Um, so I could see where, you know, there's could be a mutual benefit uh, for the players in the league, you know, amid this whole COVID situation. I think that, you know, it's going to change the league forever, um, but I think that it'll change the league in some good ways. Uh, and, you know, possibly in some ways that, you know, we might not like so much. But um, I think that there's definitely going to be some good outcomes from this whole situation uh, with the NFL kind of experimenting uh, with everything. Just ready for football to be back. Been too long. Yeah, man, absolutely. Ready to see guys get on that green, do what they love. But like all the players said, they want to we all want to get back on the field as much as anyone else. But we want to do it safely. So the ball's in the NFL and the NFLPA's hands. I'm sure the working nonstop around the clock to make sure they get the guys safe. So can't wait to see him back on the field, especially in that red and white for sure. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I think, I think that, you know, kind of like I said, you know, this is a, this is a critical year for the chiefs. Um, I think that, you know, they can definitely take advantage of everything and, you know, uh, capitalize off the situation. And I think that this will be important for them moving forward. I think that the whole Patrick Mahomes situation with him, you know, taking the deal he took, and Chris Jones taking the deal that he took as well. Um, I think that they're setting a culture here. And if, you know, like we were saying, if they go and capitalize off this uh, and the Chiefs follow the blueprint and, and learn from other leagues and everything, I think that, think that you know, we're really going to enjoy this season, you know, whether or not we can, you know, go out and see it ourselves. But, man, like you said, I'm, I'm just ready for sports to be back, man. Uh, basketball is coming up soon. Uh, you know, we had, a, we had an MLB um, exhibition game tonight. So that was cool. Um, but I'm just ready for sports to be back. You know, I love football and everything. So whatever needs to be done, I'm ready for it to be done. Agreed. Yeah, it was crazy watching the, I was watching that Royals Astros game too. And like, just couldn't stop smiling. Royals were already down five, nothing. And I was still smiling like a big old idiot. <laughs> stop, being, stop being so negative, bro. <laughs> well, no, because sports were, sports were on the TV. I was happy. No. Like I didn't even, it didn't even matter that the Royals were already losing in an exhibition exactly. game. I was happy that sports were on TV and I'm just excited to get it, add football to that list. So. No, I completely agree, bro. I was just watching, like, like what Grant said, all these leagues doing everything they got to do is just, Whatever we have to do, we just want to get sports back. Watching the TBT tournament this past weekend um, had me super excited. I love, I love watching basketball. So to see that going and then the NBA is coming back this weekend, get MLB start. I've even been watching um, a lot more soccer leagues than I'm used to doing. So I've always been in the golf. So watching the PGA Tour is always fun, too. So, yeah, definitely sports are definitely – this probably our, this past weekend was probably our last one without live sports for a while. So we should be somewhat back to normal, not fully, but – the fact that we can even see people in their respective stadiums in their cities doing what they love, even if there's no fans and no reactions, just the fact that we get to hear those cleats and those shoes squeaking on the court and whistles blowing is definitely going to be a joy to see and hear for sure. Yeah, man, it's also going to be super crazy to have, you know, football, basketball, hockey, baseball, you know, all at the same time, almost all at the same time. <laughs> um, 
crazy. I mean, that's that's never happened before. Basketball, I'm not sure how long that's going to go on. I know it's you know eight games and then playoffs, but I'm not sure how long playoffs are going to last. Obviously, but yeah. you know that could trickle over into the NFL season. Uh, it's just it's going to be a crazy situation. It's going to be something that we've never seen before, and you know we likely never will see again. But um, you know, I'm I'm excited for it. Um, I don't even care like about you know what's on TV. Like I've I've been watching golf and everything. I love golf, but um, it's you know it's not the same as as team sports as you know the big four sports um, in in the United States. So um, you know I'm excited for all that. And honestly, man, I'm so freaking stoked for uh, training camp and uh, you know just trying to see some footage. I want to see you know uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire in a Chiefs jersey you know, run in plays so bad. Like I want to see what he's about, uh, in the NFL. And honestly, I just can't believe that, um, that football is starting in, in 50 days that kickoff is in 49 days or 50 days or whatever it is. Like it does not seem like it's been that long since the chiefs won the Super Bowl. And I guess whenever your season goes on so long and, you know, the season goes into, you know, early February, uh, that's how it feels. I've never been able to experience that. Uh, instead of waiting, you know, an extra month or two, um, you know, that the Chiefs go from February to September, uh, August or September, and then they're back playing football. Whereas, you know, before we were waiting, you know, from December or early January. So right. it's pretty cool to experience. And, you know, hopefully we're going to be experiencing that again uh, here in about six months. For sure, for sure. We're getting close, people. We are getting very close. Hopefully we have another season. I think the, mo- the month would be for people to mark this on their calendar. I think it would be – no, yeah, you're right, Chris. I think the month grant would be to mark for people that want to know. I think October – I think the dates, I'm pretty sure. It's like October um, – I think it's like the 8th through the 12th, like that week, that little part of the week and the weekend. There's like a there's some NBA finals games on. There's some great NFL matchups, and I'm pretty sure the uh, baseball season will be like at the peak of their season as well. So yeah. I know college football is still up in the air, but there were some good matchups that week as well. So that would be like that little weekend. I'm pretty sure the weekend where like all four sports like on at the same time. So it's like a yeah. sports fan's dream. So that would be like the weekend to try to get off work <laughs> for sure. Yeah, man, for sure. I'm I'm gonna be like staying up every single night, like. E- I pretty much watch baseball every single night during baseball season anyway, you know, between, you know, I'm, I'm a Rangers fan and a Royals fan, you know, growing up here in Arlington. So between the Rangers and Royals, I, I have something to watch, you know, basically every single night, except for like maybe a couple days out of the season, you know, where their where their breaks overlap. But um, so, I mean, it's just been so weird not having any sports at all to watch, you know, whenever I get home from work and, you know, sit down on the couch or get in bed or whatever, there's been nothing on. So, you know, I think it's going to be like an overload. I'm going to overdose on sports here in the next couple months. So I'm definitely excited for that, though. Oh, yeah, for sure, bro. I'm, I'm ecstatic. I can't wait. Can't wait. Pumped up. Well, that, uh, that about wraps it up for this week, guys. Uh, I think we'll definitely have some more to talk about. I know it's been super slow. We had the Chris Jones and Patrick Mahomes deals. Uh, so that was a little injection of excitement. Um, but now we're basically back to having nothing to talk about um, except for coronavirus-related topics in sports, which sucks. But, you know, here with uh, training camp getting kicked back up, I'm hoping that we have a lot to talk about. And uh, along with all the other podcasts, like I said, we have a couple more uh, shows that are going to be dropping here pretty soon. Um, and then also don't forget to check out our store, shoparrowheadlive.com. 
Um, and then, uh, you know, everybody just keep an eye out for giveaways and whatnot. We just gave away that Tyreek Hill jersey. Uh, we'll have, definitely have some more coming up here pretty soon. So, um, but thank you everybody for listening. You guys have a great day, night, morning, whenever you're listening. Uh, check it out on your favorite podcasting platform, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcast, Anchor, however you listen. Uh, just search Arrowhead Live and uh, check out all of our podcasts. Thank you guys for listening and go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.